Hello and welcome to another episode of Chat with Matt. I'm your host, Matt Manker. And on today's podcast, we've got Aaron Nash. But before we get into Aaron's conversation, it was a super, super, super deep conversation about his battle with addiction, how he's overcome alcohol abuse, drug abuse. He was a champion bodybuilder. And just bottom of the barrel, tried to kill himself. I'm not going to tell you how. You're going to have to listen. But he came from that. He's running four successful gyms. And, um, man, what a chat. You're going to enjoy this one. Sit back, enjoy. Sip on your latte. Sip on your mocha. Sip on your Earl Grey tea, Twinings. Enjoy this one. But before we get into it, if you could please pay the fee, subscribe to the podcast before anything, and please leave me a five-star rating review on Apple iTunes. I'll appreciate it. Leave your name. Let me know how you're finding it. Reach out to me on social media at Facebook or Instagram at Move With Matt. Let's dive into that, today's episode. Aaron Nash, thanks for joining me, brother. What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. All right, Aaron, man. So um, you're in the fitness space, four locations, Planet Fitness. Uh, tell the listeners a bit about, uh, bit about yourself, man. How did you get started in fitness? You're a bodybuilder. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, when I started, I was about 14 working out and then went athletics, uh, was a natural bodybuilding uh, champion in college. Uh, and then actually after that, uh, I kind of fell off the wagon, gained like 60 pounds, learned how to lose it. Um, and that's when I really fell in love with, with fat loss. Cause I could finally relate to those people and my family and everything else. And then, uh, moved back after college to my hometown, helped my buddy start, uh, four of his fit body boot camps. Uh, now he has 10 and, uh, then I moved down to Florida and yeah, so I'm on number four is opening next month. So, um, and then we're launching our national franchise September 1st, I believe, hopefully. Awesome, man. Huge, yeah. mate. I just want to take you back for a was Aaron like at 14? Uh, dude, 14 wasn't bad. 14, I was just playing football, uh, athletic kid. Um, you know, high school, I, I kind of hung out with everybody. I was a computer nerd. I was in choir. I played football. I ran track. I was a, you know, pothead. I like, dude, every crowd, every crowd. That's, that's everything, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, awesome, man. And, um, and what got you started? So what, what made you switch after uh, footy? Why didn't you chase, were you a footy player, NFL? Uh, yeah, well, so I, I'm five, nine. Uh, so I found out very quickly that there's not many five, nine linebackers in, uh, in the NFL. So, um, no, man, I was, I was good. Uh, had some division two offers, but, um, nothing, you know, nothing that I really wanted to do. Uh, and then a bunch of my buddies and I all went to the same, uh, university. So, uh, that's, that's where we ended up going. It's in the middle of Michigan it's called central Michigan. And we actually, uh, Notre Dame's football coach was our coach back then, uh, at there. And he actually had recruited us for the D2 school that I was going to go to. And then he dropped all of us for the D1 school. And then he went to Cincinnati and then he went to Notre Dame. So 
Uh, it's been really cool watching him actually, uh, you know, just as a, as a guy who he recruited back in the day. And then now as a, as a coach of one of the top programs in the country, it's just been a cool thing to watch. But uh, you know, when you, when you can recruit talent like that, you find out very quickly, uh, you know, there's a big difference between those guys and me. So I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> yeah. See, I've seen some of them, man. They're freaks. Yeah. Um, now, man, I know you talk about your struggles. You faced a few, um, you know, you've, you've battled addiction. I just want to get, get to that point in your life. So where were you at? Sure, uh, so <laughs> kind of crazy dude, but, uh, actually we, when I got done bodybuilding, right? Like I, I kind of compare it to, I don't, I don't want to do this cause it's blasphemy, but I, I compare what I did during my prep for the bodybuilding show is very similar to 75 R, uh, Andy's program. Right. So, uh, I was doing workouts every morning, cardio every night, very strict diet, never cheated for 16 weeks. Uh, you know, was taking 17 credit hours was, uh, stocking groceries to pay bills. And I was just, I ended up winning and I was just in such like a crazy mindset that like, I really didn't think anything could hurt me and ended up getting a job at uh, a bar. Uh, and the way I got the job at the bar was, uh, I tried to get in for almost a year and it was a steakhouse wine, wine place. Uh, they had like a brewery and then, so like, it was like the highest end place in town. Right. So, uh, I wanted to get in there cause everybody who worked there made pretty good money for being in college. So, I ended up, um, you know, hanging out with the managers a couple nights. We ended up getting into some, some, uh, some shit. And, uh, from there it was about three and a half years of, of addiction and drinking every day, doing drugs every day. Uh, I put on 60 pounds because all I would do would drink at work and it's, you know, craft beer and, and liquor. And then all they had for food, like, it, you know, I wasn't eating chicken salads. I was eating burgers and fries. Um, and then I'd get done with work. We'd party all night, sleep till 10 or 11, wake up, go back to work. And, uh, yeah, it, it, so I ended up spiraling really bad out of control, uh, and ended up having to move back into my mom's house at like 25. So it was, yeah, it, it wasn't fun. Uh, but nobody wanted to live with me, man. Like I, I got kicked out of my, to my buddy's house for, uh, just kind of just being a scumbag, man. Like, to be honest with you, I just, I wasn't a good friend. I wasn't a good dude. Um, and it just kind of spiraled down to the point where I woke up one day, uh, I had a week left on my lease with this other guy and we didn't want to live together anymore. So we, you know, the lease had two weeks left. So we both just left and I didn't have anywhere else to go. So I, you know, grabbed my stuff, put it in a back of a car cause I didn't really have that much stuff, uh, pretty much two garbage bags and drove home. So, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was kind of fucked up. Right. <laughs> What got you out of that hole? Because I know when you're in it, when you're kind of in that party scene, you don't kind of see it as a problem, man. Yeah, so, dude, to be honest, just uh, proximity for the most part, dude. Like, so I moved away um, and I was two hours away, right? Two and a half hours. So I could still go if I wanted to, but it wasn't like you were going to go and, and do anything. I didn't have any money and I was playing video games for a living at that time because uh, I obviously had, had to quit the restaurant. Uh, that I was working at, which was, you know, looking back, probably one of the better things I did. Um, but when I was going through that, dude, to be honest, I was driving up there probably two times a month, three times a month. And when I was up there, like I'd get fucked up the whole time. Um, but when I was home, I was clean and I was sober and I really was starting to kind of, you know, I didn't have anything else to do. So I was working out all the time. I had gotten a job. 
I was selling cars um, and then playing video games too. So I mean, like, I was, just tell me you weren't that Kyle salesman that Andy talks about. <laughs> How's no, way? dude, I was, uh, dude, we, we did some, we did some shit back in the day, man. Uh, that could be a whole nother episode, but uh, no, man, it, it, I wasn't that bad. Um, I learned a lot actually about just sales and, and what I didn't want to do. Cause I don't know if you ever sold cars, but that's a lot of hours and it sucks if you don't like it. So um, I wasn't a really big fan of it. And then uh, I ended up um, having a, a friend of mine who I was seeing at the time, she, she passed away on her way to take me out for my birthday. And so I ended up driving up, getting all fucked up, tried to kill myself. Uh, I couldn't even do that right. And so I was driving behind this car or this horse trailer at like six in the morning, hadn't slept, uh, had pretty much done all the blow in Mount Pleasant at that point. Uh, was drunk as shit and was behind the wheel and I was just going to slam, go as fast as I could into the back of the horse trailer. And I was on the road where there was just trees lined super close to each other the whole way. So I was like, okay, if I fuck this up, at least the trees will finish me off. Right. So that was my thought process. So slammed the pedal down, hit the back of the trailer, car went everywhere, completely totaled the car. Uh, and it was a work car. Um, yeah. And then, uh, ended up in between trees and cops came and I had, dude, I didn't have a bruise. Um, like I had nothing, man. Uh, so the cop got me out, sat me in the, told me to go sit in the front of his car. Luckily not the back. Um, and he just said, you know, I'll be back in a minute. And so I went and, uh, he went and made sure the trailer was okay. There really wasn't any damage to the trailer, like just a little dent in the bumper, but nothing. They were like, ah, whatever. We don't care. Uh, and so he got back in the car. He's like, Hey man, like, you, you know, you reek like alcohol. Um, you know, what's going on? So I kind of told him what happened. He goes, well, it sounds like you've been through enough the last couple of days. He goes, I'm going to drive you back to the station. You're going to call, you know, whoever you need to call to come get you and they're going to come get you. And that's what we're going to do. So that's what we did, dude. And I mean, he could have put me in jail for a long time. Oh, wow. He didn't charge you on nothing, huh? Nothing. No. Ah, he brought me, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, my mom and her boyfriend at the time drove up, picked me up, brought me back home. And, and that kind of, I was still fucked up, dude, after that for probably about six months, seven months, just because I was dealing with a lot of shit. But I didn't ever do, uh, I never went back up there. Um, that was the last time I ever went up there. And I really started to get clean, started to get my head on straight, didn't really know what I wanted to do. You know, at that point, I was 26, um, 27 ish, somewhere in there. And I didn't know what I wanted to do and ended up uh, getting a job at another bar and restaurant down in my hometown. But this time was completely fine. Uh, and one of my best friends I grew up with started his gym. And a month in, you know, I, I was training a couple people at that time. Um, but just one-on-ones, nothing serious. And, uh, he calls me up a month after he opened and he was like, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm busy. I need your help. I can't do this by myself. I'll pay you 200 bucks a week to come in. And, you know, I know you're up all night. So cause I was playing video games all night. Um, and so he's like, you know, if you can work for me from 5am till 9am, dude, like I'll give you 200 bucks a week. And I was like, perfect. Let's do it. So, uh, started there with him. It exploded. Uh, first day, dude, fell in love with what I did. Um, it was kind of that moment where I really realized what I wanted to do. Um, I remember just, I don't know why I remember this. The first lady who ever lost a hundred pounds with us is my very first morning. 
and she was, I, I guess normally she quit at whatever it was she was doing. I think she was doing battle ropes at the time. And, you know, she came up to me afterwards. She's like, that was the first time anyone's actually made me finish a set. And she gave me a big hug. She said, thank you. You're going to fit in great around here. And so I don't know why, man, but I went home and I'm still living in my mom's basement, right? Like I'm still doing that shit. So I remember going home. My mom asked me how it went. And I said, like, that's, that's it. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And we ended up turning that into an expansion, a second location, a expansion, a third location, fourth location. Um, and then I ended up moving down to Florida um, and doing my own thing. And yeah, man, it just kind of, kind of snowballed from there. Um, so that's, that's kind of the whole background. That's crazy, man. And then what made, yeah. what made you get out and go on your own and, and, and start this whole planet fitness movement, man? Uh, so I ended up, uh, actually dude, like I ended up getting let go. So, um, at the time I was, I was dating, uh, a couple of different girls at the same time. Um, and, and one of them went to the gym and, uh, her friend, yeah, her friends were not happy. So they told the owner and kind of got me into some shit. And, uh, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, we just, there was, it was just a bad look. Um, for me, it wasn't professional at all. Um, I had kind of, you know, just gotten burnt out. And, uh, so he was like, dude, like, I, I gotta, I gotta let you go, man. Um, it's a better so problem, what, problem, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But I was, yeah. So I, I ended up saying, okay. And he, he was like, but you need to do this. He goes, I just can't be liable for you anymore. He's like, but you need to do this. Like, this is what you're made to do. And so, you know, I, there was a little bit of resentment before that, obviously, with just watching, you know, building something for somebody else the entire time, you know, just when it's not yours and you know how much work you're putting in, you can get resentful. And I think that goes with any job. Uh, but looking back at it now, man, like I got a PhD from him in three years of how to open a gym, right? So I knew if I could get to day one, I could crush this shit. I just didn't know how to get to day one. So I didn't know how to do an LLC. I didn't know insurance. I didn't know lease negotiation. I didn't know any of this shit. So I moved down to Florida and uh, I knew three people. Uh, I'd never been there before, never been to the town before. And um, he actually helped me get set up out there. Uh, the guy who let me go with his marketing guy, um, you know, he kind of told me some, some, some things I needed to do. Ended up getting my first one open and uh, September 26th of 2016. And we just, you know, exploded. Um, and it's just been, been a crazy journey. So that's, that's kind of how I ended up moving down, man, is I, I knew a buddy who, uh, one of the guys I was a college roommate with, I went to high school with him, grew up playing football with him, lived down here as a doctor of physical therapy. Now he actually is the corporate VP of my entire company here. I got him to switch from the hospital to work for me now. Um, so he's my, he's my physical therapist on staff now, but he also is the VP of the entire company now. So, uh, I knew him, his wife, and then their, their in-laws. Um, and that was it, man. So it kind of all blew up and, and we've been growing ever since. So that's huge, man. And just tell us about your mission, man. Cause even during this COVID, man, I've seen you've been out there. You've been doing a lot of shit, man. You do good. Stuff. Uh, There's not many that do it. So, well, dude, so we do a lot of philanthropy, right? Like we do a lot of giving back and, um, you know, man, for, for me, so 
it, it's all shit that I had really done for done to me that I, I kind of wanted to give back. Right. So uh, we do a Christmas fund for kids every year where we actually get like what they want. Like we go get lists from their teachers. Um, like if they want Jordans and Xbox, like, dude, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is, just write it down on a list and we'll go out and wrap them for them. Well, you know, when, when, uh, my parents split back in high school and my mom was pawning everything to keep a roof over our head, someone came and gave her 400 bucks. And I just remember watching her sit down and just cry out of relief. And I was like, man, 400 bucks, you know, like that made a huge difference. And so, uh, we do that every year where we, we average about two to $300 a kid. We get their families gift cards for food because we found out in Southwest Florida, a lot of these kids, if they're not in school, they don't eat. Uh, that's, their parents just can't afford it. So we got them gift cards so we weren't giving them cash or their parents couldn't spend it if they had a problem or something like that, you know. So yeah. we're hoping it goes with food. Uh, but we've, we've always kind of put philanthropy at the front. Um, you know, right now we're doing a, a teacher event at the end of this month. Um, where the clients get to kick the shit out of the trainers and then uh, they donate to either, you know, be on the microphone or make a station or work out with us or whatever. Um, and then we're also sponsoring, uh, there's a, a, one of our clients started a nonprofit for uh, young African-American women who don't have a good education, typically out of Jamaica. Uh, that's where she's from. And last year we sponsored a girl and this year we're doing um, a portion of every single sale that goes through to her scholarship foundation as well. Wow. Um, so, so that's what we're doing this month. And then each month, man, we try to do something a little bit different. Um, and, and honestly, dude, like, yeah, it cost me a lot of money. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I got lucky. So, uh, you know, a, after you hear that story, that, that's really how we've gotten to where we've gotten is, um, we don't forget where we came from, you know, and that's kind of the biggest thing. And a lot of the guys and girls who work for me, you know, I have 30 employees now from uh, 13 States. They're all full-time salary, um, health insurance, uh, retirement accounts, um, vacations, everything. We, we try to do as much as we can and create careers for people because that's, I, I want to find people who are like me. Right. So I want to find those people who, um, you know, they want to be trainers. They want to help people lose weight. They want to, um, be the best part of somebody's day. But frankly, man, it, it's, there's not a lot of dough in it. And so we're trying to create an entire new niche, which is those people who don't really want to go to PT school, who don't really want to keep going to school and get like their master's or be a physical therapist. We want the people who, you know, they want to train people and they want to be with people. They want to help people. They want to assist people. So our mission is, you know, fight obesity and uh, revitalize the falling standards of an entire industry. You know, in America, 70% uh, of people are fat or obese, right? 70%. Yeah. And the fitness industry keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger by the billions of dollars, but obesity is going up. Um, and I think right now, dude, more than ever, I think if there's one thing everybody can agree on, um, whether it doesn't matter what political side or masks or no masks or what country you're in or all this shit. Uh, I think everybody can agree that taking care of your body, being healthy, having a good, strong immune system uh, and taking care of yourself, dude, there's never been something more important in your life than right now. Um, so dude, uh, you know, it kind of really lined up right with what we were trying to do, which is, you know, the fitness industry was full of liars and thieves uh, they weren't really getting anybody results. They weren't really making an impact on obesity, which kills far more people than this virus ever will every year. Uh, and, and that's my mission, dude, is, is I know that if we can 
reduce obe reduce obesity by even even two percent as a country, right? Like like the impact and the the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of lives that that would save over the course of a decade. Uh, that's true change. That's true impact. Um, that's saving lives, and and uh, so that's you know that's why it's not real hard to get motivated. Yeah. Um, when you, when you really think about what the fuck it is you're doing. So true, man. That's what people ask me. Even like I, I, I say it a lot on these podcasts, man, when I had two clients and when I had 200, I thought the same, bro. But when you get that transformation, man, that's what, that's what you do it for. Like I'm even getting goosebumps talking about it. Or when you do the charity events and when you reach out, that's what makes you feel good, bro. So I'll get it, man. When you say it costs you money, but that makes you feel good more than, you know, the growth and, you know, the four locations, I bet. Well, yeah, but, but I don't think you get one without the other. Yeah. Um, you know, I really do. Like, I see a lot of people who are great trainers who are good. Uh, they don't have systems. They don't give back. They don't, you know, they, they say they do, and they do the little shit that everybody does. Uh, but, you know, we make it a very uh, specific point to go out and do that every single, you know, month. Um, we actually have an employee award yearly that uh, we call it the out give a fuck award that we actually award one of our employees as a $10,000 bonus at the end of the year, just whoever goes out of their way to be the best part of the client's day the most. And they vote on that. I don't pick. So my coaches actually vote who gets that money. Um, and we do that with a couple of awards, man. But, uh, you know, that it's always been one of our core values. It's always been one of our staples of how we've gotten to where we are. And to be honest, dude, it's, I don't think I would be here anywhere near where I'm at without that commitment to giving back to the people who take care of me, man. Cause you know, I was, dude, I was making $8,000, $9,000 a year living in my mom's basement, playing video games wow. uh, with no job, no career, no hope, no nothing. Um, so dude, like I, I got a, I got a big ass house. I got a wife, uh, you know, like I, I've got, businesses i've got 30 people who look like dude i'm good you know what i mean like i'm not i'm not hurting i'm having a great time i'm in a great position um i'm blessed as hell right now so if i can give back and help some other people especially now um you know i think we need it more yeah. than ever really that's great bro man i just wanted to ask you aaron so what's your day look like man with all these things going on bro how do you stay focused? how do you start your day man do you do personal uh, development much yeah yeah yeah. so it, it kind of fluctuates for me dude to be honest with you um depending on where i'm at so uh i'll go through periods where i read a ton like right now i've been i've been reading a lot lately the last couple months um i'll go through periods where uh, i listen to more podcasts or more audible stuff just because i'm in the car more um, but my typical day man as far as 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 what i do and it's pretty consistent is i'll get up around um 3 34 o'clock every morning because uh, we start at 5 a.m. So if I'm going to go to a location that day, I'll go do that. Otherwise, uh, I'll get in my office, get a couple hours of work done before the four-year-old gets out of bed. And uh, I take him to school every day. I always leave to take him to school every day. So that's part of, part of one of my routines. Um, but then I'll go get my workout in. Uh, and then shower, get ready. And so I have pretty much two days, right? So I have uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock till 11, and then 11 till 6. And then I go pick them up, 
and then it's family time after that. Now, obviously, you and I both know that sometimes that gets eaten into a little bit. Uh, but yeah, with 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 the franchising and everything else, dude, it's it's busy. It's a lot of meetings. It's a lot of conversations. Um, and I hate I hate meetings. Like, but eighty percent of my day now is meetings. So uh, it, that's kind of the downside, man. Is like I actually still go into the locations honestly to keep me sane because that's the part I love, right? Is I don't worry about, oh shit, I got to call this guy for insurance or, oh, we had this problem at the location. We got to get the AC guy out over here or, you know, all the little, or, oh, I got to call the, (laughs) yeah, I got to call the trademark lawyer for the 18th day in a row, uh, you know, and have an hour long conversation is going to cost me 500 bucks. Um, You know, like it's just, I get to actually go in, be with clients, uh, smile, laugh, have a great time. Uh, hang out with my team and and those couple hours every morning are typically my my favorite couple of hours each week as far as my work schedule goes so yeah, I, um, I try to make sure I do that every like at least a couple times a week or else I just go nuts people so. think the CEO's up here bro just sitting in the office you know doing this even I saw that with Andy man like he's in he's in that first form building till you know like every day till 8 p.m at night or whenever he is you know it's just People have this perception of CEOs and they think that we go well, to day. I mean, I've, I've met them though, dude. Like there's a lot of people in fitness and I'm not knocking them, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I think a big part of the problem and the reason that our industry has so much money being poured into it without the results that follow is because of owners like that, right? So, you know, it's it, people who are, you know, either old and it's a retirement scheme or they're investment owners and they want a passive income that always works uh or you know like i've got buddies who they've got one gym they got a really cheap rent rate they got a three four hundred client or a couple hundred clients maybe i don't know but they make enough money to where they kind of they hire some people and they go in there once or twice a month and then they're kind of out fucking around and and that's fine right like if that's what makes you happy and and you can get away with it and that's your lifestyle like and that's what you want to do awesome um more power to you i hope you do it but uh, I've found that the reason that I've been able to attract good people is because of our growth, right? So my responsibility now is to try to back up the shit that comes out of my mouth to my team, right? So like, I've got people who want franchise. I've got so many good coaches, dude, and I've only, I'm only going to have four locations. Well, I can only have four people running those. Like the math is the math. And I've got probably seven, eight, nine people who really want their own thing. So I had to build a franchise program so that I could actually give them somewhere to go because what, what, what happens otherwise, dude, is you lose these people to competitors or they go start their own gym down the road. Uh, or, I mean, we've all seen it right thousands of times. And so I was like, well, dude, how do we fix that? Well, why can't you help them and do it together? And so in order to do that, well, now the only next step is national franchise, which is a, uh, monumental task to say the least. That's huge, bro. That's a big goal for you. Love it. So yeah. That- well, all we're waiting on, man, is the fucking trademarks. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's it. So. And that's the hardest part, man. What well, it's just the waiting game, done? man. Yeah. Everything else is done. Everything else is written. All the federal documents are done. Um, so you know, we'll be able to launch in 37 states as of September 1st without yeah. any problem. So. I kind of see you as that guy, bro. Like you would have gone out. Back in the day, even when you were doing drugs, going for a drink, you would have just put everything into it, bro. Like, Absolutely. you're obsessed, bodybuilding obsessed. Is that the kind of person you are, bro? Yeah, um, definitely have a very addictive personality. 
Um, like you would have been the guy that go that would have said, "I'm going out for a, you know, I'm going to go buy a bottle of milk and come back on Monday." You know, you go, you go out on the Friday, yeah. come back on Monday, well, you go all out. Yeah. What's the there, there's a song? It's like if I have one, I have thirteen. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't typically like, like, dude, if, if I'm out at a party, my, now my wife has calmed me down a lot. I'll tell you that. But like, now I can do like just one or two drinks and like, like a couple beers maybe and I'm all right. Uh, but dude, it used to be, man, if, you know, it's like uh, old school. Once it hits your lips, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's game on. Yeah, that's it, man. Awesome, bro. Aaron, man, what do you want to leave the people with, man? What's something you can get, like someone that's in a patch at the moment? Because I know a lot of people are in a patch and, I hear it every day, man. You know, yeah. I can't, it's impossible. Just how do they get out of it, bro? Well, I think, I think right now we're all kind of in that, right? So uh, what, I, what I do, and this is what works for me, is uh, I get out and I move. Um, that's as soon as I feel myself in that space and I, and I catch myself in it and I'm aware enough to catch myself in it, um, I just go outside and move, right? Like I have to move, I have to get exercise, just get my brain working on something else. But the other thing that I found really, really works is try to find somebody because we're all on social media all day, right? Like try to find somebody that you could just like do something good for, right? And just spend a couple minutes looking through and saying, hey, what can I do for that person? And you'd be amazed how just taking your mind off that and looking for opportunities to do just something small. It doesn't have to cost you money. It doesn't have to be life changing. Just something small for somebody. Um, I found that that really makes, even if it's a compliment, right? Like how many of those are going around right now? Yeah. Not many, right? Like just saying something nice about somebody, um, telling somebody you're, you're proud of them, telling, you know, calling somebody you haven't talked to in a while and catching up, like anything that you can do to just kind of improve someone's day. Uh, I'm telling you, man, that'll get you out of it. And if you do that every day, like you're still helping people, you still feel like you're doing something positive um getting your brain in the right place just by moving a lot of people don't realize that that exercise the mental of what exercise does for people is vastly i think more important than the physical um and just going out and moving your body for 20 30 minutes listening to some music or just whatever you want just getting your mind in the right spot um i think it's huge dude that's what i would do right literally is the small things like every yeah. time i get overwhelmed i'm like all right what do i need to do today i need to make these calls text email and i know as, as long as i've done that because i work off the power list bro and i'm like as long as i do that because i'm all, i'm the type that wants to keep going man you know i'll get home i'm like fuck, i need to learn more but then sometimes there you go bro yeah man and that's helped me out so much man because i can't tell you like i'll get home and my miss is like what are you doing man like you're still watching nutrition like put your phone down like yeah because i feel well, like I, dude when we were closed right so i don't you know, I know kind of everybody had their own thing, right? But we were down for 10, 11 weeks down here in Florida. Uh, and I had, dude, the first couple of weeks, my anxiety was back. My insomnia was terrible. Uh, I, dude, everything was terrible. Um, I was drinking. Because uh, like you said, dude, like you get done and there's nothing to do. or And you're just sitting there just getting just toxic information in your eyes all day. So I had to get up, dude. And I, I did more cardio like I was walking four, five, six, seven miles a day, like just get outside and go, even if it was twice a day, just to get outside and move and reset. But that took me a long time to realize when I was in that space, right? Like, so a lot of times when we get negative and pissed off, like we don't realize it. And then we're just angry yeah. <laughs> instead of just being like, why the fuck am I angry? Right? Like even today uh, I was having anxiety because obviously every 
everything's still going on. Uh, and so I was like, man, all right, so we got to do this, we got to do this. And you realize how much shit's not in your control. And so you're like, all right, I just got to, sorry, that's my dog. Uh, <laughs> I just got to, you know, focus on what I can control sometimes. And sometimes, dude, the only thing you can control is getting off your ass and moving your feet. Like, and, and you know what? If that's all you got, cool, dude, just get up and do it and just start there and then figure out what you need to do to move yourself forward, get a little bit happier. Um, and you'd be amazed what just doing that every day will do. Yeah, I love that, bro. All right, man. Just signing off, bro. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram's they, typically. What can they do for uh, you, too, bro? If they can follow your page, what can they do for you uh, with Planet Fitness? And yeah, uh, yeah, man. So we, uh, if you want to follow me, it's just Aaron Nash twenty um, on Instagram. Uh, you know, Facebook. I don't really have any room, so you can follow me on there. You can't really friend request me anymore. Um, but you know, uh, any of those are fine. If you want to look up our, our gyms, uh, what we're doing is, um, our, our actual physical locations website is realplatinumfitness.com. Uh, so you can go to any of those, you can go to any of the IGs, just real platinum fitness, uh, and that'll kind of point you to the rest of them. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, uh, we don't do a ton of online stuff yet. We do have a, a YouTube channel, uh, where we do at home workouts still, uh, about we only do one a week now we were doing them every day so we got like 75 to 85 in there so you know if there's people who need uh switch up and want to see what our coaches do online uh you can see that but yeah man um other than that dude not not really much awesome bro all right man thanks for your time man we've got to connect yeah, one day bro you got to come down to australia I'll, i'm in the states a few times a year so we can go for a one or 30 bro yeah, well, uh, I actually, dude, I've always wanted to come out there. I have a friend. I, I, I he was like my best friend. I never, I've never met him in my life. Uh, he was my best friend for like three years, but he's in New Zealand, and I don't know how uh, you guys are with each other. But yeah, not far, man. I think they're about four hours away. But people get the accents mixed up. Yeah, well, you guys all sound weird, so it don't matter. <laughs> That's it, man. All right, Aaron, appreciate your time, bro. Yeah, buddy. Enjoy. All right, see you.